Welcome to the Whitetail Obsession Podcast with Dave Richmond and co-host Chris Worthing, where we talk and teach everything deer and turkey hunting related. Follow along as we help teach you tips and techniques about hunting, food plots, and habitat management strategies that everyone can use. Chris, Podcast 52. Year, the year's end podcast. Year's end. We did you, 52 weeks. 52 weeks in a row. A it's whole not year. Easy. It's not no, easy. Well, it's easy. It's just you're always nap. It's you're always napping. No. It's not easy coming up with. I don't know. I mean, some it is. Sometimes it's easy to come up with a subject. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. Well, I think tonight we got to go with. Yeah, sounds I think it's like it. Sounds yeah, I like think it's a good one. Sounds like it'd be all right because so, some people will be really interested in it. Yeah, I want to talk about some stuff and then um, probably go for about forty-five minutes or so tonight. But um, or well, whatever it ends up being. But first of all, I want to say season one, fifty-two weeks in a row. Really appreciate everybody uh, listening and watching um, on Chris's channel and. I want to say to everybody listening on the podcast, if there's tons of listeners, but if you guys enjoy the podcast for at least for the year end of this, for the season one, drop us some comments on Apple. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and let us Spotify. know. We, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. But let us, let us know what you're yeah. thinking. Like, do you like this format? Do you, is there other subjects you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Do we yeah. blah 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 too much? Do we joke around yeah. too much? Do do we talk about one subject too much? Let us know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Positive give us or some, negative. Especially on like i like iTunes. Give us some comments on there, guys. If you're listening, you enjoy it, ask a question, drop a comment, whatever. And the reason I say that is it's a it's a new podcast, but we get a lot of a lot of downloads, I guess you call it, but we're still kind of we rank pretty low within the iTunes charts. And I think that's because obviously it, it's views, but a lot of it is comments too. You, it kind of works. I think it works the same way as like the algorithm and everything. More people listen and comment and all that stuff. So, so that's we just need a more interaction. You think on the podcast? Yeah. On the, on, the, um, yeah. on the audio side of things. So like Spotify, iTunes, um, things like that. So that would, uh, that would definitely help us out. So that's our year end favor to you guys, um, listening on, on the podcast. Um, with that said, I just, thanks again for everybody listening, tuning in and, um, really appreciate that. And anything you guys want to hear leading into 2024, which would be season two of the podcast. Again, drop us comments, let us know, and we will make an entire, episode about it yeah man so with that said again thank you and today's topic is there's a few questions that popped up about this recently but it's how do you physically grow bigger deer is it even possible and i want to i want to lay out the basics the foundations of what needs to take place in order for this to happen And then I want to discuss the topics or the situations where it's virtually impossible for it to happen. And 
we both have experience with this because Chris has been working on a property for the past, what, three years now? Well, and Probably going on four, yeah. Four. And you have seen drastic um, results in, in that situation. I We did it together at the old farm. We've seen drastic changes. So, um, and I, you know, been doing this, been doing it a long time. So let's, let's, uh, let's dive into it. So again, I want to lay out the things that's needed, that's required in, in order for this to happen. Okay. Number one is you have to have food. If you don't have food on your property, it's, you're going to see limited results with this. And Food, I mean browse. And if you guys think about this, in areas of big agricultural settings, you typically have larger deer. Why is that? Because you have open fields, you have open hedgerows, the sun's hitting the hedgerows, you get browse growing up on the edges, you have you have more food in an ag situation. Not to mention you got the beans, the corn, and all that stuff. So you have more food in those ag situations compared to when me and Chris, we have hundreds of videos on the old farm that would be considered a big wood setting where there's no ag, there's no food, closed canopy limited. When me and you first got there, deer were skinny and they were so hungry. They were eating pine needles. So we transformed that a hundred, a hundred percent, but that's two situations. You have ag country and then you have big wood settings, big wood settings. Typically, you have less food, skinnier deer, ag setting. You have uh, bigger deer, fuller looking, body weights are up. Um, that's typically what you see. The percentages, I don't know, but that's typically from what I've seen over the you know 20 years of, 25 years of deer hunting. What do you have to say about that? Well, yeah, you, you have to, the, the browse is the staple of a deer's diet. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure when you opened up with that statement, somebody was thinking, oh, you got to have food. Oh, you got to plant a food plot. No, that's mm -hmm. not where he was starting. The browse is the staple. They don't need our food plots. Food plots are supplemental. They don't need us to feed them, you know, supplementally either by dumping corn piles out or whatever. Mm -hmm. They don't need that either. Um, they will make it just fine in any big wood setting. Um, where I buck hunt at, there is nothing there, nothing. It's just big woods. So they're relying on a uh, bumper crop of acorns and uh, beech nuts and so on and so forth with the briars and the berries and mm -hmm. everything there, you know. And uh, it is over top of a river, so there's plenty of water there. And, yeah, browse is the staple. Yeah. Browse definitely the where it all starts. Yep. But there's, you know, again, there's tons, there's so many variables in this it's because let's say you had, let's say you're in a big wood setting surrounded by hundreds of acres of woods. It's all closed canopy. All of a sudden you take your little 20 acre property and say you select cut it. And in five years you get a flush of growth and you get tons of food on that within that 20 acres. Is that really going to make a difference? Probably not. I mean, you might put a couple pounds on the deer, maybe from all the extra flush of growth. But if nobody within that hundreds of acres does anything else, you're going to see limited results. I mean, well, let, they're going to over browse it. 
yes, they're going to over browse it. And it's, you just might like, it's just like planting a small yeah. food plot and there's too right. many deer. Right. Same, same idea. Yeah. They're so come in and demolish it. You might it start out. Much. Yep. You might start out good and then it might be eaten away. But if everybody within that hundreds of acres did the same thing, that's when you see a dramatic benefit. Yeah. Okay. That's on the bra the natural browse side of things, food wise. Something's better than nothing. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. If if a lot of people had clear, you know, they all made clearings or whatever and got the sun down to the forest floor and had a flush mm -hmm. of green going, yeah, there would be a feeding frenzy. A hundred percent. Um. Yeah. So you have to take that into consideration. It, like I said, you got these guys that. I'll get calls too for like clients. They're like, Hey, I got seven acres. You know, what can I do to grow deer? And I'm like, well, where are you at? And you're like, then they just, I'm like, dude, I can't help you, man. You're, you're, they're like, I want to shoot 170 inch deer in Pennsylvania <laughs> on seven, eight, seven like, acres. Hey, I mean, it's not impossible, but uh, no, but you're not going to, they're probably not going to grow them on that property. Obviously it takes special <laughs> circumstances in order for this to take place. So like I said, we're giving you, what needs to happen in order for this to, yeah. to physically put on pounds of pounds on the body and, and bigger antlers. We're get, we're giving you the staples of it, whether it works for you, it, it, it probably not there. It takes a very special situation. So, so maybe we should have backed up and prefaced the brows with, you need enough acreage to support mm -hmm. the deer population where you're going to be first of all mm, and then you, you have better, to have brows on yeah. that acreage you better be knocking on all your neighbor's doors and telling <laughs> them they need to do the same thing in all in, in order for this to take place um so that's number one you you have to have quality brows whether that's how do you get it hinge cutting select cutting clear cutting um forestry work tsi work whatever it takes in order Burn. to get that sunlight mm -hmm. to the ground you could do burns, uh, certain parts of the country. You can do burns and that'll, you'll get a flush, a fresh, uh, flush of green growth. Um, and then you'll set back the woody brows part of it, but you'll get the green. And then in a couple of years, you'll get the woody brows. So various things you can do to improve it. Is it going to work on your property? Well, how many acres do you have? Are you secluded to where those deer can really, really get enough, uh, you know, from your property. So can take that into consideration, but you have to have the brows. Number two into this is supplemental, which is if you want to take things to the next level, you have to supplement them. How do you supplement them? The main thing is food plots, you know, having something green and growing in high quality fertile soil how does that happen well soil you have to get soil, soil samples figure it out yep we soil test usually once or twice a year you build on that each year you want to get your mpk levels up and then you can ask for an additional test which is getting um a micronutrient panel you know we i did this several times at the old farm um at it's a couple extra dollars more but you can get micronutrient tests and you can look at the micronutrients. Micronutrients are the number one thing that's missing in soils these days. Um, 
they're just not there. That's why like our food quality on vegetables and stuff are so low in micronutrients can, because you can pay a couple extra bucks and get that organic matter test done too. Yeah. Yep. Get the That's or- always good to know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got to start with the soil. It all starts, uh, with, with high quality fertile soil. It, that's the base because you get those nutrients in there that give it to the plants and the plants give it to the deer. So if you're trying to supplement and you're lacking on all these different nutrients, that plant can only do so much. So yeah, it can only... I have that situation where I'm at. This part of PA is not that fertile. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go out east towards Lancaster, oh my gosh, they have the most fertile soil in PA, I swear. It's all you Amish. Know? Yeah, all that, all that. They, they claim the glaciers pushed down the soil down there hundreds and hundreds of years ago, whatever. But anyhow, I get jealous when we talk to the boys at Domain mm-hmm. and uh, I, up in Wisconsin there and they're seeing like plants in a in a month that are a foot tall and in a month we're like two three inches you know but they have just different soil up there and you can tell by the size of the deer Mm -hmm. you know their deer on average you know we're shooting 140 150 pound buck and we think wow that's a big deer good gosh they got deer out there pushing you know 200 pounds and it's like it all is a big stepping stone because it starts here they Mm -hmm. have this and then they have that and it just builds it's building blocks just Mm -hmm. as we're gonna as we're gonna lay it out here yeah there's a lot to the soil situation like i remember a long time ago when i hunted ohio you know they had 200 pound bucks that were two and a half years old Mm -hmm. you know where is that coming from well it's coming from you know supplements and food plots but it's the soil too that that's giving it because what happens is and i'm not an expert on this but like it's the same situation with like you know cows and stuff you know there's a certain percentage of like digestible proteins that need to take place and digestible means you know how much of that food is actually sticking to the ribs of the animal so I've seen a lot of dairy farms where the cows are crapping, you know, diarrhea. Well, anytime you know any of us have diarrhea, there's something going on. You know, you're not something's happening, and your male it's male nourishment to where those food you eat, you're just crapping right out. It's not staying in your body. It's not helping you gain weight. So it's the same with like cows. You know, I've seen them diarrhea. It's not good. And deer can do the same thing. You know, they can have that situation happen where they're basically eating something and they're just pooping it right out. And what needs to take place? Well, within those mechanisms and and nutrients in the plant, if something is off, it throws everything else off. So that's why, like, when you look at, like, a micronutrient panel, it'll show you what's high level, low level, medium, low, whatever. And if one of those micronutrients are low it binds up other things. So it, it all has to kind of work hand in hand together for all of those nutrients to take place in that animal for it to work properly, basically. So there's a lot to it, but you, it all starts with a basic soil sample. Yeah. And, and if, 
if they don't understand how to read their soil sample, that could be an issue. Mm -hmm. So they need to research that, you know, because I think that I think it scares a lot of people. That's why they skip the step. Mm -hmm. They don't understand how to read it. So they yeah. skip it. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. Well, how do you get how do you increase micronutrients? Well, they sell synthetic. What's that stuff we used to use at the old farm? What was it called? Uh, we got it from J&J. With the micronutrients in it. Um, oh, that was uh, ag or something fertilizer. Yeah, the blue uh, and white bag. Mm, you put me on the spot, and I yeah. can't think. Well, think of it, but it's um, it's yeah. basically a starter fertilizer, and it gives you, you know, it, it's a small. Well, we, was percentage. It in, we was getting it in ten, ten, ten. Yeah, it was ten, ten, ten. It was from starter. a company. It was from a company out in Ohio. Yes, and, and it, it basically and it had, has small it had micros amounts. in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know that 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 can help. Um, turning in green manure into the soil can help. Now you um, wondering there. Yep, no-till methods. You know all that stuff can help micronutrients um, take place. Um, like I said, de decomposing green green manure into the soil will uh, will increase micronutrients. Um, but you have to get the NPK levels up. Like adding fertilizer, um, rotations of different you know, buckwheat rotations, wheat and rye and clovers and all these different types of things. And it builds up that soil to be able to have a, a very high quality nutrient dense soil that can feed the plants. And then when the deer eat it, they're getting the highest nutrition. Now, typically when you do all of this, like the first year, you will see body gains on the, on the wildlife, depending how much food you're providing. That's usually the first thing that happens is they, the deer fill out, the ribs don't show anymore. The hips aren't sunk in, they, they fill out. And then each year after that, you kind of build on it to where you could possibly seeing, see different, you know, better sets of antlers and more, a little bit more inches. So you build on it each year, but it's a very, very slow process, basically. Right. Were you able to find the name of the fertilizer? I I have a thumbnail picture of it here, but I can't seem to blow it up. Okay. I do have it, but all right. The next step in this, if you if huh? Uh you got it? I did. <laughs> uh oh boy. The Anderson oh. group, right? Anderson. Wasn't it yeah. wasn't it Anderson? Anderson. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it's the Anderson fertilizer. That's yeah, it's, Ander it it's Anderson Anderson fertilizer, but they have a they have a starter fertilizer that has micronutrients yep. in. You have to ask yep. for it. But yep. um, they're out of Ohio. It, yeah, it's there. Um, the next step in that is, you know, on top of food plots, you can supplemental feed. The supplemental feed, I think, is limited uh, in what it can do. I think it it maybe can have some benefits. But it's not something that you can do for three months and then stop. You, you lose all your all your efforts. It's something that you have to do con on a continuous basis. Wouldn't you say the same? I I, I don't recommend it, but I mean, mm -hmm. people people want to do that. They they're going to spend a lot of money. It's a and lot of money. I just don't know how beneficial it is, like you said, because yeah. They're going to naturally leave that anyhow. Like when mm -hmm. acorns start dropping and things, they're going to abandon that. Or when mm -hmm. your food plot's popping, they're when it's palatable, they're going to be in the food plot. 
I mean, I, I think you grow more raccoons and stuff like that when you start putting uh, protein pellets out and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And if you're in an area that has hogs or bears, good night. You know, yeah. they're just going to demolish that thing. It's a very controversial thing with, with feeding. I mean, it may have some benefit. There's literally no way to prove it in, in a wild deer. Really. Um, are they going to eat it? Sometimes they might. Sometimes they don't. I, it, I tried uh, it one time. They didn't touch it. The yeah. raccoons loved it, though. Raccoons, you'll get 75% of your pictures will be raccoons and will, foxes. Yeah. And it's just, it's very, it's very expensive to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can get feeders to where the raccoons can't get in there and, you know, gravity feeders and all this other stuff. But it's an expensive uh, habit uh, to do. Um, I think you're better off with providing actual food. Yeah, actual green something. Yep. I think you're way better off with that. Um, again, you, you plant a, qu a quarter acre or an eighth acre food plot. How much benefit are you really having? Are you really, can you really, really grow an animal with a little eighth acre or these little uh, 20 by 20 spots? You know what I mean? How yeah. much benefit are you really, really doing? Yeah, they're, they're not going to grow a deer off of that. Yeah. They just might get a deer to pass through and pause for a second for a shot. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they might call it a kill plot or a shot plot or something, but that's, we're talking about growing a deer. You Not need large hunting. You need large, large, large destination areas where those deer are feeding in them things yep. all night long. Like yep. so you need so you need property and you need your soil to be optimal mm -hmm. and you have to be experienced enough to grow something to mm -hmm. make it green. And yep. you need the natural brows to coincide. Yeah. That's why I broke it down in big wood setting and, and ag yep. because those ag settings you have thousands of acres of soybeans where there's deer going to be out at all night long they're going to be in those soybeans feeding yeah yeah so big wood setting you might get some you know a little eight, half acre food plot here acre food plot they may hit them a little bit you know but they're going to be they're going to be traveling it, it's just very it's very difficult to to say that you're growing deer right. it, it's very difficult to do on small properties and it depends on the time of the year i mean yeah. like i said when the acorns are dropping they don't necessarily hit the plots you know mm -hmm. and then that's when everybody's screaming october law yeah mm -hmm. well because the deer are somewhere else where something else is more plentiful when the apples are dropping when acorns are dropping when the beech nuts are dropping you know when the when the little uh wild berries everything are, are ripe yeah and then when the rut starts you know they're off running around when they get pressured, they're not there, you know, it's, it's all situational, Very. but, but it's, 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 and then, like I said, when the rut starts, you think you've seen this deer all summer long and then it disappears on you in hunting season, right? Mm -hmm. When archery starts, well, why do you think that is, you know, I mean, they, they're off running does somewhere. They might be five miles away mm -hmm. now, you know? And you thought you grew a deer and had a chance at it. You, you might have one that patterns and, and it stays, but more than likely you're not. But mm -hmm. you might have someone else's deer move in, you know. So, I mean, to grow one single buck is, is a hard thing to, to try to do. Mm -hmm. Very situational. So sure. you're, you're, you're 
You just want to be a provider. Mm-hmm. You want to have the optimal spot. Mm-hmm. Yep. The next uh, foundation piece to this is obviously security. If, yeah. if you're trying to do this and you're just going into your property, four wheelers, walking, hiking, hunting, walking your stands, blowing a deer out, and you're just pushing them out, you know, to your neighbors. And then you ever, you ever walk into your property and a couple seconds later you hear a boom. That's happened to me before. Oh boy. Well, you done bump something and it pushed it off to a neighbor and it got shot. So again, if you guys have these little five acre prop, I'm not making fun of it. I'm just giving you realistic situations. You have these little five, 10 acre properties and you're trying to grow these big giant deer. It, it's not going to happen. Those deer are going to cross boundaries. They're going to leave your property, go to your neighbor's house, and they're going to get shot. If you have a large property, a large hundreds of acres, you can protect those deer. You don't need it that large. You can do it on 100 acres. But you need you can protect those deer in specific bedding areas, hold the deer, in theory, hold them during the daylight, and then you know, they feed on your plots or something and then they go some more, they go out into an ag field or something in the afternoon. Yeah. That's an ideal situation. Does it happen that way? Probably not. You know, it, it's a good theory and it, I guess it could happen, but again, very situational. Um, there again, you brought up a good point. You know, if you, if you're spoiled and have a bunch of land <laughs> where most, most, most hunters don't own a lot of land. No, you know. that's why I'm saying it's very so, situational. Yeah, if if you if you're somewhere and you have land or you've inherited a nice piece, it, it is going to be easier for you to do that. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like you said, you can kind of shield them from the public and the pressure, mm-hmm. and give them a place, a deep dark area to go to. You know. Yep. That doesn't get any pressure, and you provide enough of the food, and you have enough of the browse. Yeah, it, it's way easier for that guy to grow a buck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the questions you're getting, though, someone wanting to, how do I grow a big buck? Yeah, I think those are the guys, that, like you're saying, they they probably only have 10 acres or something, you know, mm-hmm. and they want to know how to grow one. Well, I hate to break it to you, man, but you, you may never grow a good buck. Yeah, you, you might see, you know, a deer, a buck, and then oh, yeah, all of a sudden the next year, he looks bigger the next year. Well, he got bigger because he had a birthday. Yeah. You know, so technically you can say you grew a bigger deer because you, it lived and it got bigger the next year, but I'm talking physically putting on in, inches of, deer. it can happen. You, it, it does happen, but it's property sit very situational. Um, but again, we're not making fun of guys that have five, 10 acres, but I'm, I'm giving you realistic no. situations because, no, because I, my, my personal situation, like Dave was saying, I have a piece that's there's a field, 22 acres, but I plant about two acres of food and I rely on neighboring properties to hold the deer mm-hmm. because I have field and the neighboring properties have woods. Mm-hmm. One of the properties beside me. Well, actually, two pieces down from me is swamp. 
so I draw a lot of deer out of the swamp and I have another neighbor behind that that has 50 acres and you know so on and so forth and I I rely on those deer to show up because I'm supplying something else that they don't have mm-hmm. you know it's all balance I mean they they've got after they eat all that woody browse they've got to go somewhere green to get their moisture and there's and there are other vitamins that they need and you know they go regurgitate and sit there and chew cud you know but yeah i'm supplying something they're they're they don't have mm-hmm. so there's there's a key for me mm-hmm. yeah for sure so i'm supplying that and hopefully they're going somewhere nice dark damp secluded space and not getting hunted mm-hmm. and yeah they'll, they'll keep revisiting my plots right if you're in say you have a say you got 500 acres your property sits in the middle of 500 acres you got a little 40 acre property to physically grow a deer it's probably not going to be impossible are some deer going to advance to the next age class yeah sure they do every year but for you to physically put inches on that deer it's probably not going to, to happen. You know, if you're in the middle of all the hunting pressure all the way around, all of a sudden you're in the center, those deer are going to walk through neighboring properties. You could be feeding all this protein stuff to this deer and food plots and this and that and the other. It crosses that boundary and it gets get shot. So could it, could you advance it? Yeah, it could miss a hunter. I mean, not every deer gets shot. I mean, obviously, but it's, Again, it's very hard. Um, I think the the next step in this is probably one of the most important ones is birthdays. Yeah, for sure. If you don't give deer, if you just shoot everything that you see because you have a, a buck tag and you, you have to fill that buck tag because you don't want to feel left out and you continuously shoot all the small ones, that deer is not going to live. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's always said, well, if I don't shoot it, my neighbor will. You don't know that. No. You don't know that. That deer could live. It's going to miss neighbors. Trust me. I, it's just because you think that doesn't mean it's true. If you shoot it, then it definitely won't live. I, um, I had, I had look, at your, look at your mother-in-law's. Yeah, I had that perfect example this year where I had four deer that I would have liked to have probably shot but I was trying to hold out for my number one. Mm-hmm. Well, number one, as I told everybody on past podcasts, got shot by a young girl with a, with a crossbow across she the sh- road. But guess she what? You up. But guess what she was doing? She was hunting somewhere where the deer was bedding, obviously, and just happened to be there and cut it off on its way crossing the road to come to me or, you mm-hmm. know, come to come across the road to my plots. Um, what was my point? My point was that I've, I've been far farming for deer over there for the past four years. Mm-hmm. Guess how many bucks I shot? None. None. I have never shot a buck on that property. I've passed every buck. And, and four years later. Now I'm into the fourth year. Mm-hmm. And I am seeing, like I said, I had four deer I wanted to shoot. and. Two of them 
two of them were 130 plus inches. And the other two were probably around 120. But I had the opportunity to shoot one of the 138 point and I passed him. And I had a chance to shoot one of the 120s and I passed him. So guess what? As far as I know, they made it. Mm-hmm. I, have, I haven't heard or seen anybody getting them. All I know is that little girl shot my number one. So those three are still running around as far as I know. So next year, mm-hmm. birthday time comes and they should be bigger. Well, what's the takeaway from that? Look how long it took for that to take place. It's not a fast process. No, it took it, four it, years. Four years. And the reason it took four years is because one, you never did anything over there. There was no food. No, you provided tons of extra food. Mm-hmm. Uh, what three acres, three eight, two three acres of it. You worked on the field. You were mowing. You had all kinds of you know. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I plant two acres of food plot, but right. I mow these fields. Right, they the were lined. Full, and, they're full of right. clovers, you know, mm-hmm. and and regular orchard grasses and stuff that the deer love. Yeah, like and you know some, they're in there all them, night long. Yeah, some of them just walk through my plot and go out to the grass and eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know so, they're out there feeding all night long. Yeah. So yeah, all that food sure. that was extra, and you gave, you passed the deer, and then this year you actually had quality bucks to shoot. Yeah. It's just yeah. a girl showed you up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um. It, that's that's what it takes though like years like it's not be, something you have to be willing to pass on some of them right i mean another and that's example. hard for me yeah it's, it's real hard for me because uh we grew up on the deer meat mm-hmm. and i raised my family on deer meat and i'm in a situation now though i'm in a whole different situation because my kids are older and one of them has a health issue and he can't eat the deer meat. So as a family, we're not eating as much. Mm-hmm. So uh, oh boy, I lost my train of thought. So it was, oh, I'm being more picky. That's, that yeah. was the, that was the moral of the story. So right. I can be more picky with the deer that I shoot. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I will, I'm not saying I won't shoot a smaller buck, but if I can shoot, I'm going to try to shoot the biggest one I can, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And cause I, the does to me taste better anyhow. So I can shoot any does I want and I hold out for a buck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I Another, did with a rifle. <laughs> it ended right, up being yeah. with the rifle, but. Right. Another takeaway to that is, you know, you, again, you could have this 20 acres or something and you continuously pass deer. You continuously pass them, pass them, pass them, and they go off to the neighbors and make a shot. Some of them, you know, a perfect situation would be to have all your neighbors on that same mentality within a ten-mile freaking radius. Mm-hmm. Then you could make something happen. Yeah. But how realistic is that? Not, Not really realistic. Not That's very, because the area I live in, especially, is mm-hmm. all camps. Yes. And those people will come from the city, and they come up for the weekend, and the first legal deer they can shoot, they will shoot it, and mm-hmm. and that's perfectly fine. Yeah, and and that's fine. I don't care. But then you know, then they can go back to camp and party it up and go back home. 
mm-hmm. and they yep. got they got their meat for the year. They're happy, yep. and that's fine with me too because that gets them out of my hair and lets mm-hmm. the deer settle down. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, uh, yeah, but I'm, they're not they're not going to do that here. It's it's going to be difficult to do anywhere unless you're in a a good known area where you got hot yeah. like whatever quality whatever deer hunters are there that want to want these bigger deer everybody gets on the same page and usually you see that in like known areas for big deer because all these guys are doing it yeah you know, like a you qdma go, type of thing right quality like if, deer management they they all yep. are on the same page yeah you know they yeah. make a pact we're not going to shoot anything that's less than 130 inches or you know mm-hmm. something like that like, i used to spend a lot of time in like uh I believe it was Muskegon County, Ohio, Licking County, Knox County. Those three counties, well, 15 years ago, they were the top three counties in in Ohio for quality bucks, trophy bucks. In those counties, you could just tell by talking to somebody for five minutes that they, that's what they did. And that, in those counties, those people held out, they passed younger deer. And some of the biggest trophy bucks from Ohio came from those three counties. Yeah. I've seen it in, te- in Kentucky. I've seen it in Mer- parts of Maryland. Like if you go to Queen Anne's County, Kent County, um, Charles County, those counties in Maryland are known for big bucks. Well, what is the what is the trend in that situation? But tons of agricultural culture, uh, swamps and thickets and hedgerows, more food. You have more sun sunlight you have corn and beans you have a different set of hunters that have a mindset of big deer so they pass them so it's it's just it's very situational and i we're talking about this because people i get phone calls from consulting people clients potential and they just have so unrealistic goals that you just can't help them they're they're not they're asking the wrong questions and their mindset is in the wrong place. Um, well, I'll tell you what helped Pennsylvania, whether you like it or not, Pennsylvania went to an antler restriction program. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the first couple of years, everybody was just crying and moaning. Oh, man. Because they weren't allowed to shoot spikes and four points anymore. You know, mm-hmm. they weren't going to get a deer. Their family was going to starve without that deer. You know, well. I would I would think now that all those people that were upset are probably not so upset anymore because now when you see a buck usually it's a it's a racked buck and it's usually pretty easy to tell if it's big enough to shoot or it's not mm-hmm. because now there are so many more nicer racked bucks running around you know that it's if you don't if if you see a deer and it's a buck and it's not big enough, just give it a few minutes. You'll probably see another one, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, cause there is, there is a lot of deer. Uh, and that program has helped the size of the bucks in, in Pennsylvania, whether you, whether they like it or not. I mean, you can go out into my pool building and you've been out there and seen it all. And I have all those deer, skull caps and racks screwed up to the joists around my building of all the bucks I've shot. You can see the progression. 
like mm -hmm. all the little ones I used to shoot spikes and four points and little six points and stuff. And then you can tell when the antler restrictions kicked in because they got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you go up into my hallway and see the big bucks I got mounted and stuff. And that that guy right there, you know, I, I would have never seen a buck like that ever mm -hmm. 10 years ago. Never. Right. Never. It, unless you was at spot and then you seen it at two in the morning or or yeah, you can't see it two in the morning. That's illegal. <laughs> eleven a eleven p.m. I think is the latest you could spot. But anyhow, you you'd see a buck like that maybe out in the middle of a field eating corn or something, you know, uh, while you was spotting. But now you get on a forum on Facebook and all you see is bucks like that, you know, kids shooting them. I love to see the kids shoot them. That's great. Mm -hmm. Or or old old timers, you know, people over 70 or whatever. I love seeing them get their huge bucks, you know, but yeah, there's, there's so many more deer like that out there, you know, whereas, like I said, years ago, you never seen stuff like that mm -hmm. because somebody shot that as a four point. Right. And it didn't get to grow. It didn't have, you know, three or four more birthdays to grow this big, you mm -hmm. know, and, and that, that is key. Yeah. And, you know, that may not be for everybody and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. And, but you get these people that are stuck in an area that, you know, only has small bucks, but they're constantly yeah. can, crying about it. What can you, there, there's no point in crying about it. You got to move someplace else. <laughs> you got to find a new place to hunt. Either that or um, like you said, you gotta, you gotta get with your neighbors and yes, have a it, pact. We're yeah, not going mean, to shoot anything, you know, smaller. Yeah, it's very hard to do. It would have to be like a county by county basis. Like that whole county is on the same page where, hey, we're not going to shoot anything unless it's a four-year-old or bigger or if you go by inches, whatever it yeah. is. Or get on a lease with a group of guys that have a past. Yes. You know, where you got three, four, five, six, seven, eight hundred acres. I mean, there's leases that you can get that are two, three thousand acres from like timber companies where you can lease from and you know then you have something where you can where you can you know grow physically grow deer um and i th i think one misconception is i get questions too about water holes i had somebody ask me dave if i put several water holes on my property is it going to help grow bigger deer and the answer is, is that to that is is no um, it's not, is it going to help? Is it going to help give them water? Yeah, it's going to help give them water. Uh, deer need water, but where do the deer mostly get water from vegetation? So, uh, with that vegetation, you're getting the nutrients taken in the, the micros, the, everything that's in that plant, you're getting it through that moisture content. So deer rarely drink water. I mean, they will drink water, but usually they drink it more in the fall than they do in the summertime because you have all the green food. So if you have food pots on your property, you're providing more, you know, moisture content to the deer because they're eating more greens. The moisture comes from the deer's diet through food. So is, you know, is water holes going to, is going to hurt your deer? No, they're not going to hurt it, but it's not going to necessarily, it's not going to grow, like grow a deer. Yeah. So I think the the takeaway to this, to where people have, you know, the foundation pieces to it is is obviously food, cover, big woods, ag settings, realistic goals, birthdays, 
security, all that type of stuff. But I think the main thing is, is birthdays for people to focus on yeah. and security. Yeah. If you start, can provide start with the things you can control. Right. <clears throat> but I think the two most important ones would be security. I think it, I think it would be easier for people to, to give dear birthdays and security yeah. than it would be to provide an eighth acre food plot and think you're going to grow the deer. Because if the deer doesn't have a birthday, it's definitely not going to get bigger. Nope. It, it's dead. It can't, it can't grow no more. Yep. So if you can provide security, timber, you know, select cuts, whatever, switchgrass fields, whatever it is, whatever you have to do to provide security to hold that deer during the daylight and then be able to work with neighbors possibly, or if you have a large enough property to give it birthdays, that's the two takeaways. Because again, if you shoot it and it doesn't get a birthday, it's not getting bigger, guys. It, right. it's, it's dead. So have that mindset of it's a long process. you got to have birthdays. How do we get bigger? We have birthdays. We get older. We get more mature. Well, sometimes. Um, and you, you get you just get wiser. And that's what deer have to have is they got to have birthdays, guys. You can't. If you want to grow deer, like I, I, I see people all the time on YouTube or, you know, I talk to them in person. They're just like, yeah, I, I want to shoot this 160 inch deer. And, but all my, all my deer on my property are just two years old. Yeah. It's, it's so just are not you willing. Yes. Are you willing to wait six years now to grow? Right. That? It just, it, you got to have realistic goals. Um, yeah. That's my takeaway from it. Like security cover and birthdays. So now you turned the pyramid upside down, Dave. Way to go. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. The foundation is uprooted. Yep. I mean, obviously, you got to have food. You got to have brows. You yeah. got to have all this stuff take place um, in, into, a, into a habitat program, per se. But if you have, realize 5, 10, 20, 30, 40 acres, you are limited. Very limited to physically grow deer. You may be able to advance them you know to the next age class a little bit um you know because not all of them are going to get shot but uh to really for that to really take place talk to all four of your neighbors that's surrounding four sides of your property and get them on the same base and within two to three years you see major results yeah no way is this supposed to be a discouraging video where <laughs> no you know that we're beating you browbeating you saying you can't grow these deer but it, it's, it's realistic. It's gonna, yeah, it's realistic. It's going to be really hard for you for you to grow a one specific deer to a 150, 161. It, we're not saying it can't happen. It's just going to be hard to do unless you have all the things that were forementioned. Mm -hmm. You know, and like he said, birthdays and get your neighbors or you to quit shooting them when they're two year olds and just do the things you can control. You know, mm -hmm. you have to start there. You have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if you if you can supplementally plant the plots, it's not going to hurt anything to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, are you going to physically put weight on them? Maybe not if you don't have enough food. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and yeah, I'm not trying to be discouraging at all because yeah. I I don't I don't have a bunch of land, and but. I, I've got the tables tipped in my direction because 
I have land all around me. I'm supplying mm-hmm. what they want. Right. And I do have some neighbors, a couple of them anyhow. I do have a couple neighbors that are on board. Like they don't shoot small stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, It doesn't take much. Like you don't have to be like a maniac with it. If you just pass just a couple bucks in a couple years, it, it really shows. Well, I don't want to change the subject, but getting back to one of the podcasts we had about the dough factory, if you have spring and summer plots and you're going to have mm-hmm. all these does and the does are going to keep your bucks away. Mm-hmm. Hogwash. I had a buck factory this year at my plot. I had so many spikes and threes and fours and fives and some sixes that were half decent, you know, that are up and coming. I seen more bucks this year than I did doe. So mm-hmm. you can't tell me that passing up all them little ones isn't going to pay, pay it forward because mm-hmm. in the next two to three years, I should be overrun with bucks, mm-hmm. you know, not only that, but think about how many people aren't hunting anymore. You know, we used to talk about the orange armies, you know, and all that stuff. Well, I don't know about you, but I didn't see that many people when I hunted this year. Yeah, I didn't see a whole bunch either. You know, I didn't see a whole bunch. So there's less and less people going out every year. So that means the deer are populating and the population of hunters is going down. So that's more deer for you to -hmm. be able to pass on and to grow up and have to choose from. Yeah. And if if it's not you, like if you just don't care about that situation then just don't cry about that there's no big deer yeah yeah and and or move someplace else i mean it's not for everybody i mean i i'm not a trophy hunter per se like i don't want to shoot something small but i'll gladly shoot 130 inch deer 140 like i'm i don't need 170s i I, just not me um if if i see a buck and i'm excited about it then i'll shoot it it's not going to be something small like you know 100 10 inch deer i I don't want to shoot that because i've already shot dozens of that i don't need to shoot that so as i get older i'm more picky and i just don't want to shoot it and that's why to this year this year i did not shoot a buck i didn't shoot a buck this year i saw tons of bucks i just did not see a buck that was worth shooting that got me excited um so i don't need to shoot a buck this year i set a you know like a high standard that I almost was looking for something that wasn't there. Yeah. I, that, I mean, that's, that's what the, happens. People ghost yeah. themselves. Yeah. I literally did that to myself this year. I, 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 cause I had so many public lands that I was focusing on. I had, I had 37 cell cams out and I had big bucks on camera. Yeah. I just didn't get to see them. Yes. Um, Sometimes I, that's the problem. I think Yeah, people see what they've had on trail camera and they're like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm holding out for that one. You know? Right. And that's well, what I did. That one may never show back up. Yeah. And I did see some good ones that were far away that I would have, that I would have shot. Um, but yeah, I literally did it to myself by looking for something that wasn't there. Basically you yourself up. I did. But that's the way it goes. I don't need to shoot a buck. Like I, yeah. I got, I got deer every, I got, I don't need to shoot a buck. So it's whatever your mindset is, whatever your goals are. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, got, I mean, don't, don't let your I, ego get so big that you think you have to put one on Facebook. Right. Right. Yeah. I got, I got two deer that I got to, 
freaking pay for at the taxidermist. I'm waiting from last back. year. <laughs> Not from last year. I got two bucks that I got to pay for. So like, how much do you want your taxidermy bill to be? I mean, it's like, and it's not cheap. I I've mean, showed you, I've showed you some public land giants. Mm-hmm. I mean, giants that I had on film while they were still in velvet. Of course, they all look like giants in velvet. But I've showed you some that were over 150 inches and stuff. But have I ever seen one during archery with a bow in my hand? No. It's public Never land. Did. Never Tough. did. It is yeah, tough. Not easy. And, and I would just be hunting ghosts all the time if I just was waiting on one of them. Right. And 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 if I put all my time in that one spot, sitting there, you know, day in, day out, weeks on end, waiting for that one buck and not going and hitting all these other properties, which it worked out for me. I go and, you know, I have other properties I go and I can hunt and kill a buck, you know, that it's a decent caliber. Mm. But what I'm getting at is sometimes people – they, they zone in on that one that they saw on a trail camera and yeah. who knows if it might've got hit by a car three weeks ago. You don't even know that mm-hmm. you might be well, look at, ghost. Well, look at the ones I was sending you in early September that from the place I'm not going to talk yeah. about, but I mean, it had bases like that. I mean, right. I, they were, they were there. Yeah. Um, it's just, sometimes it doesn't, doesn't work out. So, yeah. um, it's, I mean, I'm not losing sleep about it. It it's just, it is what it is. That's what I'm saying. Like people get bummed out. You have, un, you just, it is what it is. Well, I get bummed out. I think that's a natural thing. You get bummed out. If you go all season, you're out. not seeing nothing there. You, you know, know what I'm bummed out about? You shot my sick of buck. Yeah. I hate you for that. I know. Nah, I don't care. That's the way it goes. Yeah, but it ain't the only one. No. And guess where he's going? He's going I'm back. Going. I'm going back this weekend. He's going I got, back. I got I got two more permits for uh sick of buck. Sick of deer. Yeah, so, man. Or I should say Sika. Yes. So Sika. somebody don't correct me. Sika. You shooting a big four point? Yeah. I thought she was sick of decent one. I'm I'm blasting. Yeah, there that that one four point I seen was half decent. Yeah, that was a long time ago though. You yeah. know how many deer probably been shot in there so far? Maybe, maybe. Um we'll see, but they're still there, and I'm gonna go for them. So we'll maybe next week we might be bringing a uh, sick of deer a, update, Sika update for the new year. Yep. Anyway, guys, this is our Christmas special, basically. It is, yeah. So, <laughs> so we want to wish everybody a merry Christmas. Yeah, a couple things announced here. Uh, again, thanks for listening for an entire year. Yeah. Leave leave us some comments, please, on the on the on the actual audio side, the iTunes podcast, Spotify. Leave us some comments. I appreciate everybody listening. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And we're recording on today's the what twentieth. So the next yeah, time we 20th. record will be after Christmas. So I want to wish everybody Merry Christmas. Um, we'll be recording next week, which will be season two of the podcast, and we're going to keep going. So yeah. Um, again, thanks to everybody. Merry Christmas. Drop us some comments. Uh, you can subscribe to. Chris's channel and uh, drop yeah, in some comments. I, I've, and I've got a giveaway going. Yeah, he's got a I'm, giveaway. I'm nearing a milestone. I'm going to be giving away a one-off engraved blade knife. Mm-hmm. So get over and subscribe to City Sticker Chris channel. Yep. And uh, yeah, get in, get in on that. Get subscribed, and uh, it'll be a randomly picked subscriber that'll be winning. Yeah. So a lot of lot going on, and the next year we'll. We'll be pumping out the 
content and I'll be on a new farm pumping out videos and um we'll just keep on keeping on. Yeah, so man. see you guys. Good luck to everybody later. and Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Later. See ya.